Welcome to All oh, the Stories We Will Tell, hosted by best-selling authors and speakers, Ryan and Laura Dobson. We're pulling back the curtains to give you a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, honest look at our life together, from day one up to today. Everything. We'll tell the stories of all the laughter, tears, triumphs, and failures that helped make us who we are. Here we go. So let's join the Atomic Mum and the Disruptor, Ryan and Laura Dobson, for this episode of Oh, the Stories We Will Tell. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I almost dropped my drink right when it started. <laughs> Moved the mic. The drink almost fell over. What's up, Rebels? Oh, so good to see you. I'm dragon. I'm so sorry. We are a little dragon. We've been doing CrossFit, and yeah. I think it's taken a toll on our bodies. <laughs> we joined a new gym, and now we're sore and tired all the time. Yeah. It's worth it's it. It's better to be sore, live sore. Yeah, it's worth it now. Be That's strong. True. Definitely. Today's podcast sponsored by Save the Storks, savethestorks.com, takecareof.com, code word rebel parenting, and blinkist.com slash rebel parenting is the site to go through for them. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about them soon. This is a special anniversary edition of Oh, the Stories We Will Tell. Woo-hoo. We just celebrated 14 years. 14 years of marriage. It's a long time. It is a long time. Very long for me, for a relationship. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it feels like a blink, too. It does, yeah. Sometimes I, it gets a little blurry for me. It was fun going out. We went to our favorite restaurant called the Mona Lisa in Manitou Springs. It's a fondue restaurant. We've been going there for years and years. Mm, it's uh, so good. Our anniversary and Valentine's Day, that's our go-to. Um, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Everybody. Everybody, saying on the, everybody watching right now is saying happy anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it was a good anniversary this year. It was. Yeah. It was fun thinking back to like, we've been through so much. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We've been through so much over the years. And I think we forget that at times. Like you go through seasons and, uh, you know, you just forget all the things you've gone through and been through and done and, you know, grown yeah. from. Yeah. All the things like. I'm thinking we've been through life, death, friends, losing friends, getting friends, getting friends, moving, losing friends, the just cancer, all, all that life can offer babies. We've, we've had it all losing babies, moved from Colorado here. Yep. Then moved out of our house here, then moved our office into our garage, which is what's here now. Yeah. Started a ministry. Yeah. Started a organization yeah i mean definitely all of it it's pretty it's awesome to look back and think of the adventure that we have been on definitely and we talk a lot about what we do here what we do help people in their marriage and parenting that's what we do and someone brought up the concept well why do you do that why and it's like well isn't it obvious and it's like maybe not to everybody yeah and there's a book called start with why totally going to draw a blank on the person's name. Um, and mm. it's talking about how if you could find your why, it's inspiring to your listeners, inspiring to employees and all that. I was like, oh, okay, all right. So I bought the book. And uh, two chapters in, the author is still convincing me like finding your why is, oh my goodness, Clayton Prescott. Wow. Uh, 
I grew up with Clayton. I've known him since I was probably four or five years old. Hi, Clayton. He's watching right now. <laughs> um, That's cool. Two chapters in, he's still trying to convince me of the premise of the book. And I'm like, I already bought the book. I, I get the premise. Tell me what the why is. And I was getting frustrated with it. And right along that time, our new sponsor, Blinkist, called and said, hey, we want to sponsor the podcast. I said, well, what's this organization? Blinkist creates 15-minute summaries of nonfiction books. Uh, and I was like, awesome. I have a book I'm thinking of. I want to try it out. They sent me a code. And I got the summary of Start With Why. Hmm. And it's fascinating. It is. It is a fascinating concept. And why we do what we do, there's a couple of reasons. And the first one is family is the bedrock of society. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. If the family is strong, the country and society is strong. If the family is strong, culture is strong. And if you don't agree with us, just look at the world. Yeah. And you will see. If there is huge breakdown in the family... There's huge breakdown in society. The way the family goes, the way the country goes. That's one reason. But the other reason is when it's going well in your marriage, every other part of your life is better. Mm-hmm. Every other part of your life is better. It's easier with your kids. It's easier at work. It's easier at play. It's easier with your parents. It's easier at church. It's, it's easier, easier at church. It's easier to work out. Everything is better when your marriage is going well. Everything is better. I can tell you the transverse is also true. When your marriage is in the toilet, when you're fighting all the time, when you're going through a divorce, been there, everything in your life is worse. I look back on, it's nuts because we just went through our anniversary. I look back on my divorce and that marriage. I can't tell you how bad my life was. Mm. It was a dumpster fire. I mean, my friendships were rocky. My relationship with my parents was strained. My health was awful. I mean, it's when my autoimmune disease kicked in hard for the first time, was in the middle of my divorce. The stress was so bad. I'd lost a crazy amount of weight, unhealthy weight. I was depressed. Uh, Mm. I was sleeping 16 hours a day towards the end of it. Every single aspect of my life was worse. Every part of my life was worse. Well, and you lose friends, you lose you lose so much in a in a divorce, the breaking apart. I lost friends, I lost a house, I yeah. lost my car. I lost, I, mean, I <laughs> yeah. went half a million dollars in debt. Every part of my life was worse. And why we do and same with kids. When it's going like right now Yeah, when my parents went through a divorce, everything about our lives got worse. Totally. Right. Yeah. That's it affects right. your kids. Even You've though, talked about that. Even though you think, oh, we had a peaceful divorce. It's not going to affect my children that much. It does. Mm. It, that's, yeah. that's a lie. But when your kids are doing crazy stuff, when you're not getting along with your kids, when you're fighting all the time, every other aspect of your life is worse. And why we do what we do is because of that. I mean, when it's good, I mean, for those that are struggling in their marriage and they're going through a hard time and it feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. We've been there. (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you, when it's good, it's so good. And if we can do it, you can do it. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, if we can, if you've been listening to other stories we'll tell for a while, like, you know some of the stuff that we've been through. If we can do it, you can do it. And we can't do the work for you but we can point you in the right direction because man, when it's good, it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, you've heard the saying, the struggle is real. Rebel parenting for us, the struggle is worth it. 
Mm-hmm. Investing the time into your marriage is worth it. Investing the time into counseling is worth it. Investing the time into therapy is worth it. Investing the time into the books that we read is worth it. Investing the time that we talk and the conversations that we have uh, is worth it. Every part of it has been worth it. It gets so much better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we know a million people, and I've been in the situation where you feel like oh, there's just no hope. There's yeah. just no hope. There's no hope. Right. You feel done. You feel tired. Yep. You're you're over it, and you don't you don't see any possibilities. Yeah. And I think that's an that's okay. That's not a problem that you find yourself there. Yet there are solutions. Yeah. And definitely. there is hope, and there is help, and we have the Lord on our side, and we have people. We have an army of people on our side yeah. to help us get through those harder struggle times and I think we can struggle better definitely yeah which is a funny I mean that's an odd commercial for Blinkist but it's b-l-i-n-k-i-s-t dot com slash rebel parenting uh, because you listen to us if you sign up they'll give you a week of the premium for free you can download as many books there's so many books mm. I have this massive library of books <laughs> because for me like I enjoy reading a lot I really do yeah and with the limited time that I have, I want to make sure, like, am I really going to get what I want out of this book? Am I really going to get what I want out of it? And so for me, sometimes you read the summary and it's like, oh, I've got it. Like, I don't need more of this book. I just needed the summary. And I know because I've written books, sometimes publishers want you to write a book that should have been a pamphlet uh, and they want you to write a book. And so the 15 minute summary is fine. Sometimes I do a summary and it's like, oh man, I can't wait to read the rest of this book. Mm-hmm. So it does audio versions and written versions. You can get the app on your phone. That's fantastic. It's really cool. It's totally cool. Uh, but that like why piece, I've, I've now recommended the app and the book at least seven or eight times to people starting in organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met with a number of people. People that want to start podcasts are reaching out to me lately. Uh, and I love it. I love podcasting. If you want to start a podcast, I mean, I give away all my information, like all the software I use, all the hardware I use. But really, the first thing to find out is why. Why do you want to start a podcast? Who's Mm -hmm. your audience? What do you want to say to them? That why is a big deal. And our why is we've been there, man. We've been through all the ups and the down. And we'll go through more. Yep. What you just said, though, is really a good one. You can struggle better. Yeah. Like the struggle is worth it, but you can struggle better. And I think so many of the guests that we've had on have helped us struggle better. Yeah. Like we just had John Townsend on. I mean, who hasn't heard of the book Boundaries by Townsend and Cloud? What, what? Like 27-year-old book selling more today than when it first came out. Yeah. Like people go, how is that possible? Because uh, it's genius. Well, and because everybody needs boundaries. <laughs> yeah. We are in this boundaryless society. Yeah. And so to learn healthy boundaries is so important. But uh, John Townsend helps us struggle better. Yes. Like the stuff he was talking about in relationships, we just had a program with him talking about, it'll be on the podcast soon if you go back to the live shows that's on the live show. But talking about relationships, and you all know people like this. People that when you hang out with them and you go to lunch with them, like you leave and you're like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conquer the world. Like You just feel fired up. Fired up and inspired and, and, you know, all. And then there's people that you meet with and you're just like, I just need to go take a nap. Yeah. Like, I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm that, sad. That took it out of me. Yeah. I have no more energy. And how to increase the ones around. That was the, I tell you what was great about Townsend is he has formulas 
and systems and how to increase the positive relationships in our life and decrease the negative ones. Yeah. Like it wasn't just, well, you should have more positive people in your life and less negative people. Like, duh. Okay. How do you do that? And he's like, here's how you do it. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Like that was fascinating. That was good. Shanti Feldman. Yeah, he's a true scientist. Yeah. Oh, I, and we love those types of, I'm yeah. such a nerd. Yeah. Shanti Feldman, same way. Talk about nerdy. Like. Yeah. She's a total nerd. The big researcher. But she gives you so much hope for that struggle. So much hope. That was an interesting one too. We did a live mm. show a couple weeks ago. Uh, I forget the author's name. The book's on my desk. It takes one to tango. People like Shanti, people like the author of It Takes One to Tango, uh, John Townsend, Neil T. Anderson. Um, oh, who else do we had in the, uh, the guy from Mayfield Clinic. Oh yeah. Dr. Talking Mayfield. about working on your marriage by yourself. That is such an interesting concept. It's such an interesting concept because. But I think it is an interesting concept. But if you look at like our faith, it took Jesus. It just took one yeah. to save us. And so if I want our marriage to work, I need to work on myself, get healthy, get strong and be the best person I can be for my marriage, no matter where you're at. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. It was very interesting to, to listen to the author talking about how marriage is a system uh, and it's like an ecology. So if you've got a pond and someone's dumping toxic waste into it and the pond gets polluted, if you stop dumping the toxic waste into the pond, it doesn't stop being polluted overnight. But over time, it grows to be healthy again. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's the cynic in me that's like, yeah, but if both of you are putting toxic waste into it, only one of you stops. Well, if only one of you stops, you're not getting that toxicity in the pond anymore. You're right. I mean, you should just think it, think it through. Yeah, and it's, it is harder for your spouse to be toxic when you're not. Yep. It really is. And this is the other one, too. Part of the thing that we do at Rebel Parenting is to tell you there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There really is a light at the end of the tunnel. And we'll be honest, there's a lot of darkness in that tunnel. Yeah. There's a lot of days where you're like, I can't see the light. I don't even see a pinprick. And it's like, we know, but if you keep heading in that direction, you'll see that little pinprick of a light and then you'll get bigger and bigger and bigger and mm -hmm. you'll get into that light. Well, and we see it again and again with the couples we talk to and mm -hmm. the couples we've coached along the way of them sticking to it, even when they don't see a way out. Yeah. Just when, saying, I'm going to have faith. Yep. I'm going to have faith if I keep working on my marriage. I'm going to have faith if I keep trying. Right. I'm going to have faith if I keep reaching out. By the way, reaching out to your kids, like... Man, we've got a preteen and a girl that's not not yet a teen. I'm so glad we've got years more with her before she's a teenager. <laughs> but talking to all the parents in the middle of like the hard teen years, I can remember talking to a mom. She was like, I hate my kid. I just do. It makes me a bad mom. I feel guilty about it. I can't stand being around him. I hate my kid. And I was like, for sure. That's totally normal. And she was like, what? I'm like, your kid's a sewer brat. Like, Doing all the things you didn't tell them, told them not to do, you know, disobeying you all the time, lying to you behind your back, doing all these crazy things. Yeah, your kid's a huge brat. Of course you don't like him right now. And just like the weight off of her shoulder, she was mm. like, oh. I bet. Like, I'm not a bad parent. No, you're just a parent. Mm. Like, we've all been that kid at one point or another. Maybe not all of us. Not, but maybe not. 
we've we've definitely been that kid. Not me. Just kidding. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I but I know angel. there were days that my parents were just like, oh, my goodness, would you just please? Yeah. Like, I just oh, can't for sure. even anymore. Right. I mean, my I'm one of five, so my parents had to go through it five times. Oh, yeah. With five That's teenagers so in the house. Being around Laura's brothers and hearing them tell stories, it's just like, how did your parents survive? Yeah. Like, how did they They survived go by going on that? big vacations alone without, without us. you. That's right. <laughs> without you. It's hilarious. Oh. Yeah, but working on your marriage by yourself, it's such a, and by the way, this is what we want to say too, it's a lonely road. It feels so helpless. It feels so lonely to be the one really trying, reading the books, doing the journaling, trying to be positive, giving the encouraging words, all those things when your spouse isn't responding. Man. Yeah. It's so tough. And we believe over time that spouse changes. Yeah, we do. We believe we that spouse changes that over time. It's just a tough, but what we want, this is the thing. What we want is to work on our marriage with a spouse that also works on our marriage. Yes. That's what we want. That's the dream. We want equal input, equal effort, mm -hmm. but you don't, you rarely, rarely get equal effort. Usually it's one spouse working harder than the other. Yep. Sometimes you get both working at the same time, but rarely is it both are giving full 100% A-plus efforts all the time. Yes. Right? I agree. Yeah. And we've been through that. Right. Man, when I was sick, I was really, really sick. We haven't gone through, like, my surgery and flying down to Texas and then to Mexico for stem cells and, yeah. like, all the craziness. Laura was – she wasn't a single mom, but, like, I slept in a spare bedroom because I was sick all, all the time. The time. I mean, I was sick all the time. And then yeah. here's a weird one. Because my, my uh, autoimmune disease caused me to throw up a lot. And trying to explain to a little kid that you're not contagious. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense to them. Anytime they're around a kid that's throwing up, you're like, oh, get around, get away from move, that kid. You're totally going to catch it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, no, no, daddy just does this all the time. But daddy he's not just... contagious. You can still be around him. Yeah. It was fearful for them. And it was rough. Like, it was. Laura had to just pick up the pieces but and then carry us along. And then there was the time when I had my hysterectomy where you had to carry the load. Oh yeah. For longer than I had within within a six within a six week period I shattered my wrist and I have like a seven inch plate in oh, my yeah. wrist. I forgot and that was then, right when you had surgery. Yeah, I was going in for my hysterectomy like the next day or something, yep. wasn't I? And yep. so I told the the ER doc, I'm like, Can you just leave me under because <laughs> I'm gonna get my hysterectomy tomorrow? That's Remember? right. You got your hysterectomy on Monday, and on Sunday, you fell at the skate park, skate park and called me from the ER, and you're like, I broke my wrist. And I'm like, what? I thought you were on your way to church. Yeah, I was on my way to church. I had a couple extra minutes, so I went to go ride the skate park right before church that's on the way to church. So I thought, oh, I have an extra 20 minutes. I'll just ride a couple in the bowl just a few times and then go to church. Yeah. That'll be a great morning. And then when I was there, I slipped and ate it in the bowl. It was horrible. Yeah. But so during guess, that. Guess which spouse really wanted to be like, didn't I buy you wrist guards? Didn't I buy those specifically for you so he wouldn't go through this? What's going on? Like, I wanted to be so mad and so like, and <laughs> it didn't do any good. It was already broken. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't say any of those no, things. No, you didn't. No. Not until right now. Yeah. First. And that was how many years ago? I don't even know. Five? Yeah, five. Yeah. 
And by the way, here's the truth. All those things are true. I did. I bought lower wrist guards because I was worried about her wrists. And I know that early skateboarding and like all that stuff, the wrist is the easiest thing to break. Like that's the first thing that people go. break. They fall down and they put their hand out, try to break the fall and they break their wrist or their arm. Yeah, it was you know, five years ago. Total thing. And so me being crazy, mm. uber logical was like, oh, wear wrist guards. It'll be better. Da, 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 da. And Laura didn't want to come back in and get pads to tell me she was going to the skate park before church. Uh, and who cares? Like, what's that going to, that's the whole thing with, with fighting in marriage. Like, what's it going to change? Is it going to make the risk unbroken? Is it going to make, oh, so every time she rides from now on, she's always going to be in risk guards? Nope. Nothing. No big deal. Whatever. Yeah. But you had to carry the load during that time. So I think there is. You couldn't lift over 10 pounds yeah. for. For a long time. Two or three months. Yeah. Because then, so then we had to reschedule the hysterectomy. And so that prolonged it. And then. I had to go through therapy and then wasn't allowed to lift because of the hysterectomy oh, the and the therapy. wrist. Ugh. It was just a rough, rough time for me personally and physically and spiritually. It was yeah. just like kind of a darker time too. And so Ryan really had to carry the load for us that time. So I think there's an ebb and flow to it. Mm -hmm. And we do want to just encourage you that there always is hope. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. That and there's the, got to be a commitment. Actually, there's a, like we had Shauna Shanks on talking about a fierce love, where her husband wanted a divorce and she was like, "No, I'm not going to give you one. You can't He's like, divorce me. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're going to get divorced." She's like, "No, we're not. Nope. I'm going to work on the marriage and then we'll make it better." And they and she did. Yeah. Like we've had so many people on talking about that subject and it's still one of the hardest things to do. It's one of the hardest things to do is to work on your marriage when the other partner isn't working on it mm -hmm. or working against it. Yeah. You know? Right. Trying to thwart it and yeah. not wanting it. Because you're going to have friends that are like, you should leave him. He's not doing da 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 yeah. You should stand up for yourself and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you got to ask yourself. And this is the thing we were talking about with all the people telling us it only takes one to tango is what do you really want? Do you want a good marriage? Is that really what you want? Because you can have it if you work really, really hard, harder than your spouse. And you have to do the work. No one else will do the work oh, for you. Doesn't that stink? No, that's amazing. That's called responsibility. It totally stinks. Oh, that's God's perfect plan for us. It is. But I hear you. We it want it to stink. be easier, though. We want we it to do. be where both people are working at the same time and they're both putting 100% in. Marriage isn't 50-50. It's 100-100. Like, those books, you're like, bah. Yes, it should be. It should be 100-100. It's rarely 100-100. Yeah. It's ra it's rarely 145. It's like, you know, 80-60. Yeah. It's when we start getting in the shoulds that we get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <sighs> totally. It was a fun anniversary. It was. It was a nice one. I was stoked. We were both healthy. Yeah. In a good spot. Definitely and then can I say, because it was so quick, close to Father's Day, what we got you for Father's Day? Yeah, we had Father's Day just this So week. we just had Father's Day yesterday. And so what we decided to get Ryan was a canoe. Yeah, the kids a gigantic and Laura got canoe. me a 17-foot canoe. So we will have canoeing stories coming I know, soon. right? We... I'm a little nervous about this because like, I'm nervous too. So we were talking about it on the podcast this morning. I was on another person's podcast this morning and they were like, you got a canoe. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what's it like? I'm like, I don't know, but here's my problem. Like I'm planning a trip to like trout Lake up near 
uh, Ure, Colorado, all this stuff. And Laura's like, don't you think you want to put it in the water like once first? And I was like, oh yeah, we should probably try this as a family like a couple of times before we go on like a multi-day trip in a canoe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the funny thing. Oh, the stories we will tell. I people. was thinking about that. So I have a 49 Chevy pickup truck. It's not running right now, mm. but I'll, I will tell you, Poor truck. Laura and I were getting ready to go to a marriage conference and I had been working on my truck and I just got it running. Yep. I mean, I had it running for one day, a 1949 Chevy pickup truck, uh, different motor, different transmission, like a full Frankenstein. I had it running for one day and I was like, let's drive it to the marriage conference. So we totally did. And Laura's did. like, okay. And it was, was it Buena Vista? It was Buena Vista. Two and, and it a half was hours away. Freezing. It so, was so cold. Two and a half hours away. In a blizzard. No heater. Uh, no windshield wipers. Remember oh, yeah. that? Oh yeah. No windshield wipers, no heater. So I had Laura in a sleeping bag in the passenger seat and we drove to Buena Vista, which is way up in the mountains. And then on the way home, it was snowing so bad that I wouldn't let Laura drive home with me. So, I went, so home. I went home with the pastor. It was so dangerous. And I had a, oh, I can't even believe this. By the way, it's not like I was 18 when I did this. This is like... No, this is like 12 years ago. No, Lincoln was born. Yeah. Oh. It's like 10 years 10 ago? 10 years ago. 10 years ago. But seriously, not that long ago. 10 years ago, I had a garden sprayer. Like, you know those like two-gallon garden sprayers that you can like fill up with whatever you want on your own, and then you can spray like weeds and all that kind of stuff? So I got one of those, and... I filled it up with uh, the antifreeze windshield wiper fluid. And as I drove along, when the windshield would get too iced over, I would reach out the window and spray it uh, with the with the thing. And then I would manually turn the windshield wipers from the inside and clean it off. Oh my goodness. And then when it got too bad, I would pull over and spray it and scrape it off and then get back on the road again. Like, oh, I'm so glad sure. I wasn't in that on that drive. That's definitely our life together, though. Like, that's totally Laura and I. Like, let's just try. How bad could it be? <laughs> oh, so yeah. we are going to go test the canoe. Yeah, we're definitely going to test so the canoe. So Colorado Springs, get ready. You're going to see us canoeing down. In the next day or so. We did the same thing. We have a 15-passenger van that's like our RV. And by RV, I mean I took two of the seats out and I put a bed in it so that we can all fit and sleep in the same thing at the same time. He built a good bed. It's not just a bed in the back of the van. He built it up and made it look nice, and you can put stuff underneath it. It's so nice that Laura's saying that because uh, you're 5'2", and you fit on the bed. Oh, and you don't. I fit sideways on the bed, like diagonal. That's hilarious. So it's not that right. No, I we have paddles, and I ordered another one for me. Because uh, I'm going to be doing most of the paddling in the canoe. But when we got our, our van, we hadn't put the bed in yet. Remember that? Right. The bed was just on the floor. I do remember that. It was just on the floor. And we took a camping trip where it got down to 14 degrees the same night At we went camping. At the sand dunes. It was a nightmare. It was like the worst trip it could ever be. But then I just thought in my head, hey, it can only get better. It can only get better from here. Yeah, that's the woman I'm married to. So for me and the kids... Awesome trip. Like we had all the fun. Laura was sick. 
Yeah. Like you got sick going up there. I did. So you were up, up and down all night long, having to get out of the van in 14 degree weather and go find a bathroom. Yes. And oh, such a bummer for Laura. It was not fun. Such a bummer. And I got to tell you, that was an amazing trip. Like, uh, when you get over the mountain outside of Colorado Springs to go to the Colorado sand dunes, there's no city. There's no lights from a city. And so you've never seen stars like that ever before. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. It was crazy. It, it was, was neat. Crazy, crazy, crazy. How bright it seems in the middle of the night, just from moonlight and starlight. Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic. Well, I can't wait I'm going to put a GoPro on the canoe. I am videoing our first time getting in the canoe because I watched about 15 fail episodes of how to get in a canoe. <laughs> Laura and the kids were on YouTube watching uh, canoe fails and just people falling on canoes over and over and over It is so funny if you again. need to laugh, if you need a good laugh. Yeah, it watch is pretty it. awesome. It's pretty awesome. Oh. Let's talk about other sponsors. Save the Storks. Love Save the Storks. We've Love what they're doing. We've this organization for a long, long time. Yep. I met Joe Baker who's the founder of Save the Storks, almost seven years ago this year. Wow. Uh, and he was newly married. They've got three kids now. They had no kids back mm. then. And they specialize in making mobile ultrasound units. And they partner with pregnancy resource centers around the country so that they can take their mobile ultrasound unit to areas where there's low-income housing or there's no health care. And they can give ultrasounds uh, and uh, screenings for moms that just don't have access to healthcare. Yeah. Uh, and they partner with them because whenever that mom is in the middle of an unplanned pregnancy, a crisis pregnancy, she needs someone right then. And for those that don't know, that's my story. I was an unplanned pregnancy. Uh, my birth mom was 16 when she got pregnant, 17 when she had me. And it was a definitely an unplanned pregnancy junior. No, she was a senior in high school. Yes. Yeah. Senior in high school in high school, right? Uh, no boyfriend anymore. Uh, he bailed when she got pregnant uh, and she was in an unplanned crisis pregnancy, and there was a pregnancy resource center in her area, Bethany Pregnancy Health Services, mm -hmm. that helped her bring me to full term and then helped facilitate the adoption of me into the Dobson family. Yeah. And we love Save the Storks. Their website, savethestorks.com. You can partner with them. You can help fund the stork buses. And you're actually doing something. Like, it's one thing to say you're pro-life. It's another thing to sponsor an organization that actually does real boots-on-the-ground work. And the stories they tell you, like, we talk about other stories we will oh, tell. Oh, the stories are amazing. Hearing these stories of young moms that get on over four out of five moms choose life when they hear a heartbeat and see an ultrasound for the first time. That's just fantastic. You've never seen Lincoln for the first time? I do. I remember what I was wearing. I don't do you know that. Was that the one in Newport when we went? No, that was, we had already seen We'd ultrasound already before seen. then. Yeah. We just didn't know the sex. I was wearing, uh, cut off camo shorts no, they were the Mata camo shorts from Adam. Oh, Mata, yeah. And I was wearing one of the black t-shirts from Sid's. Oh. Yeah. I'll never forget, because I've seen a bunch of ultrasounds before, and I'm all like preparing lore for what it's going to be like, and it'll be a dark room, and they'll put the goo on your belly, and they'll do all this stuff, and then you're going to see the, the little thing like this. And then we saw that. We saw our little baby for the first time, and I wept. Mm. I bawled. I remember that. Oh my goodness, it was so awesome. It was so beautiful. We love partners with Save the Storks to 
for them to allow moms to bring life to their babies and to give them hope in a time where they feel so alone mm-hmm. is so awesome. Love Save the Storks at SaveTheStorks.com. Check it out. Yeah. Then we had Lou come along. Mm-hmm. Man, I was so scared. I am. I was so like, we had Lincoln, got pregnant easy. The pregnancy was super rough on Laura, not on me. I thought it was awesome watching the baby grow. Like it was all the fun. All the fun of like Laura signed us up for every possible pregnancy class you could take. She signed me up for the how to install a car seat class by the fire department. Like I had to go to Kids R Us in the parking lot and wait in line in my truck. And I had done it wrong, so I was super embarrassed. Uh, and then we got the um, what was that thing we used to put on the crank? But, but what's what it, is called? it called? So oh, any, we used it everywhere. Any dad that understands what the ratchet tie is, there's a ratchet tie where you like have these things like click 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 click, and it makes it tighter. And you can get one of those for your car seat because you can never really get the car seat like really really just like bomb proof beefy stuck in your car like by sitting on it and like pulling on the strap and all that. But they had this little thing that you slip around it mm-hmm. and you can crank that thing down to where it is a part of your vehicle. Like it is one with the vehicle. Yeah. We used that for both kids the entire time they were in car seats for sure. Yep. That was so fun. And then we we had so much trouble keeping babies in between Lincoln and Lucy that we started trying to adopt. We tried to adopt over and over again. And it always, like, this is such a weird thing. Like, if, if parenting didn't bring enough guilt, it's like, well, what kind of a baby do you want? Do you want a boy or a girl? Do you want a healthy baby or can your baby have special needs? Do you want an international baby or a domestic baby? Mm-hmm. Do you want only a white baby or will you take uh, a different race baby? Like, all these things. And I was like, we'll take anything except I want a boy. Like, not because I want a boy, but because I was afraid of having girls. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm a guy and I only want a guy and I just want a son to be like me. It was not that at all. I was terrified of having a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And then we and had look, Lucy. And God gave you a daughter? Yes, he did. A beautiful, and beautiful daughter. It is the best. Yeah. She's it's really- so different. That's yeah. what I tell people, too. Like, if they've got a boy and they're going to have a girl, I'm like, don't, like, nothing's the same. Nothing is the same nothing's the same, nothing's the same, nothing's the same. Like the fact that they poop and pee and eat, I guess. But even that's different. Like everything about Lou was different. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. Having a daughter is so crazy. Yeah. She's only allowed, besides me, three men in her life. Yes. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> oh. And her brother. Yes, that's right. They're good kids. That's the thing, too. That's why we want to give you that hope of working on it is worth it. Like, we can't do the work for you. Sometimes we get emails from people that want us to fix them, and we don't have that. Like, I can't fix you, but I can tell you what we've done to get to where we're at in our marriage and our parenting, and it's a lot of work. It really is. Yes. Like, I want it to be easy. It's not. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of trial and error. Uh, it's a lot of failing and getting back up again. It's a lot of supporting your spouse. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of watching videos. It's a lot of therapy. A lot of, so much it's therapy. It's a lot of being willing to change. Are you willing to change? If you are willing to change, I feel like you will make it in marriage. If you're yeah. not willing to change, it's you be tough. will probably not have that successful of a marriage. That's the other one too I was talking about. I'm so much different from when we got married. Right. That's what we were talking about on our anniversary. Like, like how we're crazy is that? Completely different people. <laughs> For, like there are some similarities to who we were before we got married, and there are some drastic. And then I was thinking about my parents, who've now this year it'll be 
60, I thought. It's 59 or 60. No, it's even 59. Though, even though 59 years of marriage. They're so different. Yeah. So, so different. And you've got to be willing to let your spouse change. You got to be willing to be married to a new person at some point in your life. Yep. Like, and I think that's one of the beauties of God designed marriage is that it doesn't ever get boring because you can keep growing and keep changing and keep leveling up and keep learning new things and keep responding differently to different situations. Like it's so neat to be a different person. Like up here, you can't see like behind us. There's like all these photos. There's like this photo of Lucy on the beach running around and her brother's in the background. I don't even think she has clothes on. <laughs> Luckily I took it from the waist up. But like there's all these pictures of like our lives growing up and growing together. And just to see how, like I was so afraid of being a parent. Yeah. Man, I was such a fearful parent when we started. Mm. Like it's crazy now, but it's one of those things like, oh, okay. Like it's not like, oh, I got this. I'll be fine. It's just, I know it's the Lord doing it and not me. I know I'm just a facilitator in this relationship with my kids. Yeah. Anything I get comes from the Lord just yeah. to give to them. That's the other uh. one too. How embarrassing to be running a ministry and to not realize how integral to marriage and parenting the Lord and the Bible and prayer is. Like if you don't know it, you'll learn it over time. Like we're on our knees all the mm -hmm. time trying to figure this stuff out. Like we never really figure it out. We just figure out how much more involved the Lord is in our lives yes. and how grateful we are for him. Yeah. Gratitude. Attitude of gratitude Man, for what he's done. So fun seeing everybody on here. William and Stephanie and Clayton. I can't believe it. Jennifer, Caleb. What's up, Caleb? Nancy. Clayton Prescott. Man, I have so many stories of me and Clayton Prescott. That's cool. So awesome seeing friends from back in the day. This is my high school 30-year reunion. I don't years. know if they're doing anything. I haven't heard anything yet. Wow. Yeah. But it's fun thinking about it. Yeah. 30 years. Jennifer says, thankful for you too and your honesty. Yeah, it doesn't really work without it. Like, I talk about my parents. What's up, Linda? Linda. I talk about my parents. Like, my parents had a ministry in the 80s and 90s, and you couldn't be that honest. Like, they weren't lying. You had to be Facebook. But you, you had to give the Instagram Facebook version of your life. You had to be the expert. You had to pretend like you had all the answers to stuff. I don't think that works anymore. I think it's instantly suspicious. Like when we have people on that are like, oh, I've got it all together. I'm like, boop, no, you don't. Like, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Well, and yeah, I just, I don't personally want to be around someone who has it all together all the time. I'm not saying, you, you know, there are seasons where you're just thriving and sure. things are going really well. And that's an awesome phase to be in too. And you can't forget the hard times. I think when people just sugarcoat the hard times or don't, don't admit that there's hard times. Those are the it's people I run from. Yeah. I was on this uh, podcast called Revive this morning and they did a live cast and I'm on with Sonny Galt and um, her producers, John and Jess. And it was hilarious because before we started, like Jess's mic was totally quiet, like nothing's going on. The second we went live, her three-year-old is like in there trying to talk, like all this stuff. And she was like, I was like that half granola parent that was like, he's only going to eat fruits and vegetables. And like, I was telling her, 
with Lincoln, we didn't give him sugar till he was two and a half. Yeah. Like no sugar, like none at all. No sugar. We were super, super, super strict when he was little. Um, And then it wasn't more than six months or a year later that we had to take him to the doctor because we thought something was wrong with him because his poop was white. Remember that? I do. And it was because he only ate mac and cheese. Like he wouldn't eat anything but mac and cheese, milk and mac and cheese. He wouldn't touch any other food. And we thought there was something wrong with him. And it was like, oh, no, I felt like the worst parent. Worst parent ever. The doctor's like, well, you know, he needs a healthy diet of blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hey, I just want him to eat. Like he wouldn't eat. He wouldn't eat any food. Like you just feel like the worst when someone's like, well, you know, yes, I know. Of course yes, I know. You don't need to tell me that. I didn't give him sugar for two and a half years. Like my parents totally harassed us on his first and second birthday because we didn't give him a cake. Yeah. I'm like, he's never had sugar at all. I'm not going to give him a cake or just like, just like stuffing his face. He goes with into a coma. Yeah. <laughs> when he's one from we too much sugar. We did not sugar. do that with Lucy. We gave her way too much sugar. Yeah. She still gets too much sugar. She's our sugar baby. Sugar child. But it's okay to fail. Like most of life is failure and then getting it right every now and then. And that's why it's so, it's so great when you do get it right a little bit. You're like, oh. Well, I think it's okay to fail and it's, it's about getting up. Like how yeah. do you look when you get up? That's about struggling better. Mm-hmm. Like we all fail and to act like you don't fail, blah, go away. Yeah. But just to fail and to keep getting up again and keep going again and keep going again. I mean, we have that, just just that tenacity to keep going. Oh, for sure. That's the thing, too. And then rolling with the punches. Like, we talked about that this morning on the podcast of rolling with the punches. So, like, yesterday, uh, Lucy made me a card, and then it got wet, and she, like, lost her mind. Yeah. Like, she cried for a long time, and, like, it just was, like, in my head, I knew I could get to that place where I was like, it's Father's Day. Like, can you just let it go? Like, I don't care that the card got wet like I love the card the card's great and she was totally upset like so so upset and it was one of those things like okay well then whatever then my kid's gonna be upset for a while why is it a big deal it just it can't be a big deal yeah and then I tell you you handled that so well with her oh thanks (laughs) yeah I was purposely like I can do this I can do this this is gonna be okay I can do this you're a good daddy and then Lincoln gave me a card and it was hilarious I'm not gonna tell you anything about the card except that he was using 12 year old slang in the card and I was trying to remember like did I wish my dad a radical father's day and like (laughs) totally tubular stuff (laughs) like that when I was little right and I'm sure I did and it was so it was so <laughs> awesome. I was like, oh, this is the best. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to read this, you know, or I can't wait for him to see this when he's an adult and be like, I said that in a Father's Day card? Like, he drew a pic. Oh, so rad. He drew an awesome picture. It was so great. And that's the thing. That's why we talk about our why. Our why is yesterday was so great. It was so much better because it's going well now. Will it go well all the time? No, it won't. And it's going well right now, and it's so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Get to know your why. I know. I dig it so much. All right. Uh, This latter part of the podcast brought to you by Take Care Of, takecareof.com, code word REBELPARENTING for 25% off your order. This is an interesting one, too. 
Um, I hope you listen to these things too, because it's not like an ad ad. Like I know they give me all this text to read and I know I'm supposed to do that, but I just want to tell you my experience with them. Um, we've been working out. We've been going to the CrossFit gym a ton lately. Woo woo. Uh, I'm so sore <laughs> all the time. It hurts to lift my arm up. Yeah. You know, like when you do way too many squats and then it hurts to sit down on the toilet and you're like, oh, like, oh. Like just, it's, that hurts to go down the stairs. You hear Ryan and I going up and down the stairs. Oh, yeah, make all oh, the noise. Uh, mm, I know. It's the, awful. Gr- the grunting. But I take supplements to help me get better faster. Yeah. And I've been researching them for a long, long time. Like, I'm way into it. I super nerd out on it. I listen to podcasts about it. I watch YouTube videos on it. And I talk to my doctor. Like I was just, um, I get testosterone twice a year and I was just talking to my doctor about what vitamins I need. And so he did a blood panel and he went through all my work and he came back with the vitamins and the supplements that I need. Uh, and I told him I'm working out. And so he was recommending things for me because I'm working out and, uh, all the different things on my blood panel and, uh, care of at takecareof.com. Um, it's crazy scientific. You take this survey like this little test. It's a quick survey. Five to ten minute survey. Five to ten minutes. It's and it's not fun. Long. It's fun to fill out. It was fun, right? Yeah, I liked and it. And so you can talk about like, I want more mental acuity. I want to sleep better. I want to lose weight. I want to gain muscle. Yeah. I'm working out. Uh, like all the different things going on in your life, you can talk about. And then you take this little quiz and then it will recommend things for you. And I was like, ooh, when they called, I was like, awesome. I just did a blood panel. I'm going to see what my my blood work says versus what the survey says. Is it going to come back uh, similar or will it be or crazy? All the, yeah, right. all over the map. And by the way, if it was all over the map, I wouldn't be talking about it right now. So my doctor said uh, I need to be taking magnesium and vitamin D. And he said, because you're working out uh, the way you are, I need you to get on a protein powder and I need you to take creatine. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool. I fill the survey out and it comes back. Well, you want to gain muscle and you're working out, so you need protein powder, and you need creatine. And I was like, what? No way. My doctor just told me this. I was so stoked. And then it said, you need magnesium, and based on where you live and your altitude, you also need vitamin D. And I was like, are you kidding me? I took this crazy maybe five to ten minute survey online at takecareof.com, and it came back with every single thing my doctor said Mm. I need to take. I was stoked on that. And then if you look at it, they're really transparent about where they get their supplements, what's in their supplements. That's a really big deal. We were talking about with our gym owner last night. How contamination can affect so many of the supplements that we get today. Just they don't clean the facilities. They don't clean the vats that the people are making them in. They're not cleaning the conveyor belts that all the stuff goes on. A couple of UFC fighters got popped for steroids because the place where they were mixing the supplements in was doing steroids before that and it contaminated the supplement. Yeah. So, so you just have to be careful where you're getting your supplements from. Takecareof.com shows you where they get it from. Um, they've got uh, vegan and gluten-free uh, options available if that's your lifestyle. Um, and we love it. Yeah. It's great. Uh, that's the thing too. Like they've got different flavors of the protein powder. Uh, the creatine comes in these little packages. You just pour it in water and shake it up uh, and it tastes great. And then the vitamins, you know, it's good stuff. Yeah. So that is takecareof.com and the code word rebel parenting gets you 25% off your first order. That was the other thing too. I was surprised at how inexpensive it was for a full month's worth of supplements. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like very affordable. You got to check it out. Just the, 
I, I was so surprised at how cheap it was. Okay, I'm totally going to get red. Laura is saying that she's being really, really nice because I buy supplements and every now and then she's like, what did you spend? And I'm like, well, I needed, I needed BCAAs. Well, why did you need it? Well, because Josh Bridges said that he takes it. <laughs> I'm going to be like Josh Bridges. So when I filled out all the stuff that I was working on, I was like, dude, how much is this going to cost? Yeah. And the price was surprisingly low for a full month's worth of supplements. So, And just so you all know, we do run a 501c3 nonprofit. If you want to donate to the ministry, we appreciate it. But we understand that most parents are broke during the formative parenting years. And so with Save the Storks, we all want to get involved in good work beyond our church. Like we always recommend tithe to your church first. But if you say you're pro-life, what are you doing to say that, to actually be pro-life? Save the Storks is one of those things. Yeah. If you love to read like I do, uh, Blinkist.com slash Rebel Parenting is a great way to get more in, to learn more. And they got the audio versions, which are so fast and so quick uh, to figure out if you want to read a book or if that's enough information for you. Uh, and TakeCareOf.com, code word Rebel Parenting. By supporting those organizations and using the code words, that funds Rebel Parenting. It what allows us to yeah. do what we do. And we've talked about why we do it all day today. Yeah. Awesome. Bye, everybody. Thank Thanks you so for much listening. for being here. It's so fun to have you guys. We appreciate it. If you need anything, email us, help at rebelparenting.org. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye.